When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whoops, I'm hitting all wrong buttons here. What <laughs> the fuck am I doing now? Whoops, oh, bear with me. <laughs> oh, bear with me here. As you can see, we're down to two. Troy is uh, stuck at work, so it's just me and Greg. What's up, Greg? I'm so sorry to disappoint. Um, not much. Listening to the Men Without Hats today, actually. Men Without Hats. Yes, little new age. All right. Talk to me about Men Without Hats. What do you got? Well, one thing I wanted to bring up before I forget it. Um, did you see... Was it Ranker or was it Blabbermouth? I think it was Blabbermouth, but they did their top ten Judas Priest albums. Oh, really? I didn't see this. Yeah, Painkiller rated higher than Screaming for Vengeance. I was shocked. Really? I saw, actually, no, I was on Twitter earlier, and somebody did the same uh, the same thing. And, uh, actually, Painkiller wasn't at the top. It was uh, British Steel. Oh, yeah, I mean, British Steel was number one on uh, this list, too, but Painkiller was three, which, I don't know, I thought it was a little too high, and I was also really surprised uh, Firepower made it, but um, really? I think what shocked me and tweaked my sack a little bit was, uh, you know, Turbo made it on the list, but Stained Class is nowhere to be found. What? Yeah, it didn't make it. Uh, most of their other classic albums did. I'm trying to remember now. Defenders of the Faith was number one. British Steel was number two. Game Killer was three. I, I'd have to look it up, but... Um, How the hell did Stained Class not be on that list? I don't know. I thought it was... I thought that was so strange, um, because, you know, they put Sin After Sin on there, which, while I do like that album... You know, that and Sad Wings, well, I can understand Sad Wings being on there just because it means so much to who they are as a band. Right. But, uh, Sin After Sin is not as strong of an album not at all. as um, Stained Classes. No, no, not at all. definitely not at all. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the uh, popular picks, I would say, really made it. I just can't believe Turbo made the list and Stained Class did That is very shocking. That's very yeah. shocking, especially with uh, all the controversy c- controversy behind uh, staying class with the uh, those two guys that killed themselves. Yeah, you know. Yeah, which was a cover song. <laughs> what was a cover song? Oh, that's right. Better yeah, 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 yeah. Better than me. Yeah, that's a spooky tune. I I forgot that was a cover song. Who? Huh. Luther Grassbender, aka Ariel Bender, played guitar in, who was also in my position. Ah, interesting. Which you do want to talk about one day. More you know. <laughs> if I had that graphic, I'd put it up. <laughs> but I, I wasn't prepared for that one. <laughs> okay, so... Men without hats, right? Well, um... So, uh... I think a lot of people looking back now, in retrospect, what you and I were talking about before we started the show, a lot of people don't realize, like, uh... New Wave and goth and post-punk and a lot of that, that came out of the punk movement in the 70s, and they were just taking it further by doing different things. You know, it wasn't all super poppy, over-the-top at first. Hmm. And um, the Men Without Hats started off playing in punk and disco clubs, but where the safety dance comes from, where they jump around and do the S... (laughs) Whatever. I, I can't look at myself on this camera and do it. <laughs> uh, 
So that, that whole song, they did that, and, and the dance they made up was a protest because pogoing, you know, jumping up and down like mm -hmm. that, that actually didn't originate during the original punk movement. Moshing did, but pogoing started with new age and since they used synthesizers and primarily played discos at first, they were real on them about not doing that. They thought somebody was going to get hurt, which um, I think he, Ivan is, the, yeah, Ivan, some weird last name with the lead singer of the Men Without Hats, but uh, he came up with the dance and the song as a response to that to kind of mock them. Like, oh, okay, that's dangerous. We're going to dance safely. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Is that the yeah. only hit they ever had? No, they had, well, that was the biggest hit they ever had, but they had one, I think, called Three Ways a little bit later on. And um, I'd really have to look it up because most of their hits were in England. Right. And I think that happened with a lot of those bands. Yeah. I think the safety dance was the biggest thing. To break America, but uh, that's the only song I know by them. Their first EP is really good, uh, Folk of the Eighties, which I don't get the title or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, changing yeah, the title of the show. Oh yes, because because uh, things were changed. Uh, yeah, no sepulchral bomber tonight, or I mean. Sacrificial <laughs> rage. What? No, sacral rage. Sacral. Sacrificial <laughs> rage. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was some cool things I found in the news today, or one one cool thing. And actually, I forgot oh, yeah? I forgot to put the picture up for this too. Hey, give me one second here. But yes, everybody should. Oops. Everybody should check out "Rhythm of Youth" by the Men Without Hats because what was that "Rhythm of Youth"? Rhythm of Youth, their uh, first full album, because, you know, especially if you like punk, if you like, really, if you're into any type of rock like that, you know, there's stuff there to be found to uh, like, and same way with Duran Duran's first album. Mm -hmm. I don't usually include, like, Gang of Four in with that, because, uh, you know, they had more of an edge, were more guitar-driven. Never even heard of them. Uh, they're, they're from Britain, again, a post-punk band. I'll have to send you, uh, Entertainment and Solid Gold. Uh, they were real good. Oh, that reminds me, um, I, have to, I still have to send you that, um, Visigog, Visigog, uh, stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I keep forgetting. Um, but yeah, I, I think we should really do a show one day of, um, you know, things that we like that are outside the metal category. Well, we definitely should, and I mean, the funny thing is, I could talk more about a lot of this stuff, but yeah. it's been years since I've listened to Gang of Four or any, um, Antarctica by the Men Without Hats just happened to pop up random on my shuffle over here, and I was like, I haven't thought about them in a long time. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to hear other people's, um, you know, what, what the stuff that they like that's not usual, you know, metal or rock stuff, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I won't get too deep into the jam. No, no, I don't. You'd no. give a shit. But. Right, yeah. No, I listen yeah, to a lot of weird stuff, so. Have to bring up some Zappa again. Of course, you like your Zappa. Because he was the greatest, man. If you say so. You are? If you say so. I do. <laughs> All right. Uh, one thing I thought was kind of funny. Is uh, you know the grocery store Aldi? Mm -hmm. They are uh, launching a new cheese. Uh, what is this? Uh, launch new range of cheese. Cheese is based on classic tracks, including "Pour Some Gouda on Me." Let me let me. Uh, there's a picture of this. I'm gonna put it up here. Yeah, all new cheeses based on you know different bands like Guns N' Roses. They got a cheese, a cheese called uh, "Sweet Cheddar of Mine." They got, they got one you might like. Um, uh, are you gonna wake, wait, wake me up before you goat goat? Uh, total eclipse of the Havarti. Nice. Uh, yeah, pour some good on me. Of course, that's Def Leppard. Uh, girls just wanna have Fontina. And uh, Billy Goat, 
is my lover. <laughs> That's the only one where I'm not sure what they're... Oh, oh Billy that, Jean. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, Michael Jackson. Um, another interesting thing, uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart, that Bonnie Tyler song, you know, that's actually about falling in love with a vampire. Really? Yeah. No, I did not know that. You think about it, the lyrics make a lot more sense. I'm not saying it isn't stupid, but I actually kind of like that song, but when you hear it six times a day, every day at work, it's Yeah, I mean, it's a kind of cool song, but eh. Like you say, you hear it once or twice in a day. It's like, all right, I get it. That's like, yeah. that's like. Um, I, did you hear that Weezer? I'm sure you've known it by now because it's been out for a while. But Weezer covered the um, Africa song. Oh, by Toto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still haven't heard it, but I heard about it. Uh, it almost sounds so identical to the original one. People don't even realize it's not the original song. You know what? I did hear that because, uh, and they were playing it in the hallway because I work in a strip mall, so we have our own radio in the store, and then there's one that plays whatever down the hall, and, uh, I heard that earlier because Mm. I was like, that's not Toto, but it sounds really close. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that's, that's kind of like what you said with, you know, you hear that song all day long. I don't want to hear it more than once or twice a day, you know? If that. And I I don't really like when people do covers and go out of their way to try and make it sound exactly like the original. Seems like it defeats the purpose of the cover. I don't mind as long as they do a good job, but it it does help when they uh, change it up a a bit. You know, they don't have to make it weird and wacky. Like, there's some some really bad covers. Um, God, Danzig did a covers album, and it's just some... He likes to change a lot of his things up, because yeah. he was. I was read an interview with him. He likes to. He doesn't like when bands like do an exact copy. So he changed a lot of his stuff up, and some of his covers were just like. Eey. Well, I mean, you can only do so, so much when you got drunk Elvis crewing on that. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't suggest getting that album. But hey, if you like covers albums, then pick it up. Uh, a guy we did a show on, one of our first shows, Brant Bjork, he's going to release, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's gonna release a, an album entitled Jacuzzi in April. Huh, neat. So funny, I should have put the picture side by side, but he looks so much like the guitarist from Faith No More, the uh, uh, Jim, Jim Martin. Yeah, Jim Martin, yeah, he really does. You could never Question. tell them apart. By the way, since we're talking about Jim Martin, station! Yeah. <laughs> I miss Jim Martin. He needs to be back with them. <clears throat> Me too. Oh, man, he he was the best. That guy was so out there and so funny, but it fits so perfectly. It fits so perfect because the band was just a bunch of reckless, you know, musicians. You know, everybody had their own little thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and his cameo was by far the best one in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah. But he he don't look the same anymore. He doesn't have his hair. He doesn't uh, he doesn't have that look no more. Really? Yeah. I, well, as far as I know, because the last time I saw him, he was with he did that Metallica um, thirty years thing, and I think he oh, really? yeah he he joined them on stage, and you wouldn't even know it was him if they didn't say that's what it, who he was, because he didn't look and anything like him. The dogs really got to go out. I hate to do this because leave me by myself. <laughs> Hurry up. Are you going to clean it up if she pisses on the floor? No. Well, I mean, in all fairness, I probably wouldn't either. Because it's not my dog. But... <laughs> Leave me here by myself. Come on. Come on. Anyway, I'll just uh, read this. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard, but uh, Pledge Music. It's a very popular site where um, you know bands will go to you know sell their music, sell their albums and stuff like that. So... Lately, they've been under fire for um, not being able to pay the artists. There's a lot of artists on there that are waiting to get paid to release their albums. And uh, Pledge Music finally put out an announcement about you know all the situation going on behind the scenes. So I'll just read that. So what they wrote was, uh, The situation at Pledge Music has found itself in an unacceptable and to all of the artists, managers, labels, and fans who have put us put their trust in us, we are deeply sorry. 
All of us at the company are working around the clock to address everybody's concerns and are hopeful of reaching a positive resolution soon. To you artists especially, we understand that every last penny is vital to your project's successful delivery and as such, we wanted to share with you some of the concrete action that we have undertaken to date. Uh, firstly, Pledge Music is a unique platform with millions of active users and we strongly, strongly believe that Notwithstanding our recent problems, Pledge Music has very significant value. We are in discussion with several interested parties about a potential partnership with or acquisition of Pledge Music. These conversations, if successful, would lead to a trans transaction which would allow us to meet all of our outstanding obligations. As a result, we are hopeful that, as long as the company is given some breathing space to operate, a solution to these current problems will be found. They can't reveal further details of the conversations at present, as they are bound to commercial sensitivities, but as soon as they have any news, they will release it. Uh, hmm. You know, do you know what I was even talking about? Yeah, the Pledge Music. Um, I mean, I don't know the whole ins and outs of it, but I know a lot of people aren't getting paid, or there's some issue with getting money to the artists. Yeah, yeah, none of the bands are really getting any money. And now apparently the co-founder is uh, returning to help them out to, you know, get things back in order. And now I I believe that they're going to somehow work it where there's a third party that holds the money. Mm -hmm. Which they have should have done in the first place. You know, Pledge Music should take their 15% and then the third party should hold the band's money. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they were operating without escrow. That's weird. It is very weird. But, you know, I guess somebody got greedy. It's all the money coming in and figured nobody would find out. And now it's, now it's screwed everybody, so. But well, hope, that's, uh, that's hopefully, true. yeah, hopefully it gets straightened out because I use that site quite often. Because they do have a lot of cool stuff on there, especially when bands put out new albums. They have it signed and then they have the records and... Sometimes they'll put even like um, like old old things. Like somebody somebody will find something in their closet and they'll put it up on there, and then you know they'll sell that stuff too. So there's always limited edition things on there. So that's why I like Pledge Music. So I just hope that all this drama doesn't ruin that website now. That'd be a shame. I mean, I've never used it, but I've heard good things. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. Uh, there's another one too, though. Uh, what the hell's the other one? Um, uh, I can't remember. I don't know. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But I use that one, too. It's kind of the same thing, and I guess they're doing it right because I haven't heard no problems with them. Yeah, me what? neither. Um, what the hell's yeah, the name of the other one? Back in. You can... <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> let the dog in, let the dog out. Unbelievable. Uh, what's the other news I had here? Iron, Iron Maiden and Robinson's Brewery. Announced latest edition, Trooper Nitro. Uh, let's see. A kegged version of Trooper, which is tar charged with nitrogen and CO2. Are you back? What was that? No. Did you hear about that? Hear about what? Iron Maiden making a Trooper Nitro. It's a, uh, actual, Actually, it's a keg of the Trooper beer, but it's in... Uh, I, it's got nitrogen and CO2 in it, so... Huh, cool. Um, I actually enjoyed that. I'm not a big uh, beer guy, but uh, the Troopers are really tasty. I never tried it. I did want to try it. Even though I'm not a drinker, I do want to try it just to see. Not afraid to drink. I just... Not my thing. Give me a glazed donut and a bottle of anything to go. <laughs> What is that from? That sounds so familiar. David Lee Ross. Oh, yeah. For uh, Yankee yep. Rose. Yep. Eat him and smile. Yeah. I knew that sounded familiar. And the last thing I saw uh, is uh, Ozzy's probably dying soon. <laughs> He's uh, hospitalized following flu complications. Huh. Took out a whole lot longer than I thought it would, but um, that's a shame. Yeah. Nah, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll be all right. He can't go anywhere. Right. Sharon won't let him. I mean, he's still got half a tour to fulfill. 
That's true. That stuff. <laughs> that stuff's all canceled. That's a shame. Especially though, is this his final tour? Supposedly. Okay. I, uh, however, this time I do believe it, just because. Yeah, he has I mean, to. He's too old to keep touring. Yeah, he. Um, last time I saw him with, uh, was it? I can't remember if he had a solo band at the time or if he was still doing the Sabbath thing on Ozfest, but. He didn't look that great in uh, 2005. As a matter of fact, he didn't sing large parts of a few of the songs. He'd just run around doing stupid shit with a fire hose and whatnot. Wow. And I know that's where a lot of the uh, rumors about him not remembering the lyrics started. I don't think it was so much that. I just don't think he had the physical stamina to stay in there at that microphone. Yeah. Yeah. He's always looked like that, though. You, you always notice when he when he sings, he's always like, he's at the mic, and then he's grabbing it, and then he's moving, and then he's, you know, coming back. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the drugs, too. Yeah, could be. <laughs> I mean, um, he, he's somebody whose solo career I never cared for past the first couple albums. Really? Um, like Bark of the Moon, like The Ultimate Sin, um, there's a couple okay songs on, uh, No Rest for the Wicked, but I'm not really a fan of that. Ultimate. Ra- uh, uh-huh. I prefer the Just Say Ozzy <clears throat> EP with the live versions of the couple tracks I do like on it. Hmm. Ultimate Sin, though, I-, I thought that was a good album, but there's just so many bad songs on there. The only good one is, uh, Shot at the Dark. Nah, the best song on that album is Secret Loser. Really? I don't like that song. Or any, I don't like any song on that album, I don't think. I gotta listen to it again, but I know the only one I like is Shot in the Dark. Shot in the Dark's good. Shot in the Dark's probably the best ballad-type song he ever released during his solo career, but, um... Yeah, I think so. I like the the, uh, live version that he did on live, I think it's what's Live and Loud, I think it's called. Yeah, that one was good. I actually like uh, Zach's work on that a lot. Yeah, that's, um, that's one of my favorite live albums. Yeah, that, that's actually a really good one, which is funny because, um, was that the No More Tears tour? Or was um, that before that? No, I think it was after that. It was it was around that same time, yeah. Okay, yeah, um, what, what's funny is I don't really care for that record, like, at all, really, but um, the really? live versions of those songs are pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah, especially on that release, they, they like, made those songs a lot better. What the hell was the... There was one song on there. Oh, I Don't Want to Change the World. That's the one that really made me want to, like, get into Ozzy. For some reason, I, I saw it live. I think it was on um, Headbangers Ball when I think they played the video. And I really like that... What? I was going to say, that's a good one. It is a good one, but then when I heard the studio version, it just wasn't as good as that live version. No, it isn't. Mm. It really isn't. The, li- and, the live version was a lot livelier than the uh, studio one. You know, uh, most of the songs are like that from his, uh, I don't really want to say later career, because he still pr- has produced albums into... I don't know when his last one came out. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I don't either. We'll I say, have it, but I don't either. It wasn't that good. We'll say until the 2010s. But, yeah, um, that's probably about almost accurate. But uh, that, Oh, actually, no, that's that, not the way it was. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that era, just from, even on the Ultimate Sin, really, just from that album up through, like, Osmosis, uh, the studio versions of most of those songs, Mm. But when they play him live, it just gives him a second life, like uh, Miracle Man. Yeah. Uh, the first time I heard it on No Rest for the Week, and I'm like, well, this could be good, but it kind of. But when I heard it on that Just Say Ozzy EP, totally different uh, feel to it. Mm. I like Osmosis. You don't like Osmosis? Um, I haven't listened to that album since I was in high school. Uh, I remember the song Perry Mason. Mm. Okay, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, 
I have to listen to it. I don't remember it being horrible, but nothing will ever compare to Diary of a Madman with Blizzard of Oz. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's classic stuff. But Osmosis is real good. It's I don't know. I listened when I first heard it. I remember not really caring for it because it had like a weird sound to it too. Like the drums were very. I, I can't even describe it. It's a weird thing compared to um, No More Tears. But uh, yeah, after I listened to it all the way through, I just find that there's so many songs. I guess maybe because a lot of them were on the radio, so it's just kind of like you know you hear things you remember. Yeah. yeah. But. That's uh, true. But after listening to it, I just realized that, that how that much, how how good that album actually is. It's not, probably almost better than No More Tears. So you hmm. should you should give it a chance. Actually, you I know have what? To check it out again. At my at my job at, last week, we started. Um, one of the guys suggested to listen to one album a day. Like we each get to pick an album a day. So we started a couple of days ago. I started with your favorite band, Guns N' Roses. I started with uh, Appetite for Destruction. So, you know, we all like that one at work. I know you don't like it. And then... Uh, well, well, keep going with what you're saying. I can talk well, about it. Well, you can talk about it because I'm done with that. It's, it's, I'm done. Um, Guns N' Roses, I more dislike them all as people. Um, I don't think that album's all that great. It exploded like it did because it was different and it was harder-edged and it was still super accessible. However, there is some really terrible songwriting on that. One of their biggest songs is nothing but a rip-off of a great Black Sabbath song. What? And, uh, Paradise City. What song? Zero the Hero, man. Once you get past the... Take me down with the Paradise City crap at the beginning, that... That... They played ah. it, it in a different key, but the whole thing's lifted right from the Sabbath record. Yeah, now you say that, I hear it. Wow. Never even yeah. thought of that. But um, they, they do have some quality songs on there, like uh, Night Train's good. I've always liked Rocket Queen. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of those things like Master of Puppets. I never got the hype behind it. It's I mean, I can see why everybody likes it, but again... Because it's written, so everybody likes it. So right. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Because um, actually, was it yes? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. One of the guys picked Creed, uh, and I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. I, you know, and I, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to start trouble. Because they they listen to mostly my music all the time. So I said, all right, we'll listen to Creed. And um, I, it wasn't as bad. As I was really expecting it to be, I still don't like. I still don't like it, but it's kind of like how you said with the Guns N' Roses. Even though I like Appetite for Destruction, you can tell it's just an album written to be, you know, just to be like a popular album. None of the songs, yeah. none of the songs do anything. I mean, they have their choruses here and there, but nothing's like catchy enough to be like oh, I have to hear that again. Exactly. Um, the funny thing about Creed is uh, my mother liked them a lot and got me a couple of them CDs when they were uh, real popular and they were okay. Mm. I mean, it's nothing that made me want to just slam it off, but like you were saying, it's nothing real interesting either. Yeah. Yeah, the album was uh, My Own Prison, I think. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I, I, I had that one and then the one that followed it, Human Clay, which was, I think, the one that really broke them out into the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some songs I recognize from my radio, and I was like, all right, there's a couple songs I know. But, yeah, yeah it did nothing for me. Just like um, today we listened to uh, uh, British Steel. And the guy that picked Creed, he didn't want to... He don't. He's not a Judas Priest fan, so he was just kind of like, uh, I don't want to hear this, but... You know, Breaking the Law came on, and uh, what the hell's the other song on there that was popular? Um, for Midnight. How after, could, yeah, how could midnight. you ever forget that? I'm, te- <laughs> I'm so terrible at remembering certain things, it's not even funny. But, um, yeah, we turned that on, and he, you know, he liked those two songs, of course, but uh, the other stuff he didn't really care for. Which is understandable. Some of the songs weren't that good on that album. Oh, but rapid fire when it starts off. Yeah, when it starts off at that. Pounding the world. 
like a battering ram. Yeah, yeah. Those first like four songs are good. Then it went down hill, and then it went to uh, living at the midnight, and then it went down hill again. Which I really like the rage. I'm not sure which one that one is. On the second side of the record, um, oh man, I'm terrible with names. I'm trying to remember the lyrics to it, but all I can think about it right now is the lyrics are really weird and have nothing to do with the title of the song. But <laughs> it also has that song "United We Stand," which isn't really a good song. It's kind of just um, like a yeah. an anthem song. I I never cared for United, and the thing is, I like most of their anthem songs, but um. Take on the World, which is on Killing Machine, Hellbent for Leather, whatever, mm-hmm. depending on where you live. Yeah. The album before that, um, United sounds almost just exactly like a rehash of that song. Yeah. Like, I, I would much rather listen to Take on the World. As a matter of fact, the, the breakdown, and I, I don't mean um, it's just the same song redone, but the structure of it and the way it's set up is just so similar. Yeah. I know, you know what I noticed too was Rapid Fire sounded like uh, Freewheel Burning. A little bit, yeah. Because I, I was singing, not singing along to it at work, but just singing it to it in my head and then I'm thinking, I'm singing this, the chorus to Freewheel Burning. I'm like, wait a minute. It's almost the same yeah. song. Which is alright. I mean, they can steal from their, their own stuff. Who cares? I know. I never really thought about that before, but yeah, you can definitely hear give it a listen, and then you'll be singing "Free Wheel Burning." <laughs> <laughs> and then they hey, have that, that's easily my favorite song off Defenders. Yeah, yeah, that's a good song. And then the uh, the last song on British Steel is another like anthem song that was just like a stupid ending. Uh, I have to look now because I can't remember what the hell that song is called, and it's bothering me. Yeah, um, off the top of my head, I have no idea. It's, What's funny is uh, British Steel was actually one of their albums I got the last because it took me forever to find it. Really? Yep. I got... Well, I mean, I didn't particularly live in an area that had uh, good metal discs in the shops, really. <laughs> no. I got all the uh, remastered ones, so... Oh, Steeler. Steeler, is yeah. the last one. Steeler's not bad. Actually, wait a minute. Steeler track. You know what? I got the remaster. Steeler. Why does Steeler not sound like that's the last song on my release? That doesn't sound right. Well, on the remaster, the last studio track would be Red, White, and Blue. I'm looking at it now, which that's... is a uh, outtake from the Turbo session. Ah, so that's that's why that sucked. All right. Oh, so never mind. You know what it is? I had it on my uh, my MP3 player, so I couldn't really look at it. Uh, yeah, fun. no, Steel is actually a pretty good song. But um, looking at that, really, the only track I'm not too crazy about from it is just uh, United. Yeah, yeah, that one's not that great. It's okay, but it's just, yeah. But I love the one that follows that, though, the You Don't Have to Be Old to Be Wise. Really? Oh, man, it's, uh, well, okay, musically it's not the best song ever, but, you know, it's good, and the lyrics and Halford's attitude in it are just so snotty to go with the title. <laughs> yeah. that, that's really what makes that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad album. Not one of my favorites, but there's, you know, there's I've, there's good songs on here. Grinder, Breaking the Law, Metal Gods. Yep, Rapid Fire. A lot of good stuff in there. And what else What else did we listen to at work? Oh, I listened to, um, I don't know, are you a fan of Pantera? Um, early Pantera. Like the power metal Pantera or the... Uh... Yeah, that's the best record, man. They really? actually sang on it. I know, I have it. I don't really care for it that much. I should give it a better really? listen. Yeah, it's... Meh. Uh, power metal is actually really a thrash album. I mean, I know the first three were uh, definitely... I am. Yeah. But uh, I, I am the night actually isn't that bad of a record. 
really those are more interesting to listen to just for the fact uh, to listen to Diamond's guitar playing and all that. Yeah, I've, I've never heard a band change. I mean, I've heard bands change, but that's like a drastic change, what they did. Yeah. Like, really um, drastic. But, uh... I, I think there's stuff... I mean, there's a couple okay songs on Cowboys from Hell, but... That's what we listened to the other day, because I figured... I haven't heard Pantera in a while, so let's put that on. And, uh, like you said, it's there's so many terrible songs in there, I didn't even really realize. The first half of the CD, maybe, like, three or four good songs, and then the rest of it, it's just downhill. When I put it on, there's a couple songs where I'm like, oh yeah, this is a good song, I can remember this, but um, the only one I can ever remember without actually listening to or looking at the record or just sticks in my mind at all is Cemetery Gates. Right, yeah, well, everybody loves that song. If you don't like that song, you're a fool. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give you that one, but um, Far Beyond Driven, Yeah. hey, you should just take that album out of print. That's awful. Yeah, actually, after we listened to uh, Cowboys from Hell, that one just popped on for some reason. I guess because it was the next one in my uh, my thing there. And uh, I was like, what the hell is this? And then it just, yeah, it didn't sound good at all. It's weird because I remember it not being too bad when it came out. I know people that love it, you know. All the... <laughs> uh, okay, there's a lot of stupid shit in metal, and, you know, definitely running around at Bewitcher shows and Venom and all that going, Hail Satan might seem kind of stupid, but yeah. to me, it's nothing compared to that idiot with his head shaved and a bunch of morons standing in the audience beating their chests like an ape going, Fucking hostile! It's like, <laughs> that's what gave heavy metal a bad name. <laughs> that's true. Because they, they, they did take over for a while, and it was pretty annoying. Yeah, but um, uh, Power Metal, though, uh, down below, there's a few songs on there that are just awesome. And then the one before that, I Am The Night, um, mm. I I don't really care for their first vocalist. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be honest. And yeah. By the way, if you're ever curious about that album that that guy did after he left Pantera, mm. or Tracy, yeah. don't be. Don't be. <laughs> yeah. well, I wouldn't use it as a coaster. Uh, <laughs> what was it like? It's it's sleaze rock. Oh, I mean, oh so he he, he stayed in that uh, genre then, I guess. Yeah, he, he really didn't do anything too different, and um, I mean, there, there's nothing on there that would make your ears bleed, but he didn't do anything special yeah. either. Yeah. I mean, it, with what's out there in that genre, like Hanoi Rocks and the Sea Hags, and e- even Appetite for Destruction, really, if you wanted to say it, there's just so many things, Dogs Do More, mm-hmm. that are so much better. There's no reason to search that out. Right, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll bet you Bowden likes it. But <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Any, yeah. Were you, are, were you ever a fan of 69 Eyes? You know, I remember liking a couple of your songs, but um, when somebody introduced me to that, I was in my real heavy, like, death metal grindcore phase uh, at the time, yeah, and you would definitely I just not like it. never came back to it. Just definitely give it a try, because, like, the first few albums, I like that sleaze gothy stuff. Now they're, like, full gothic. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you'd probably like the earlier stuff. Very punky, punky stuff. Different than what they are now. Hmm, I'll have to check that out, Sam. Pretty good. Yeah, I'll have to give you some stuff. I got all their albums. I, I like them. I even like the new stuff. The new stuff's good. Yeah. Just just a completely oh. different band. <laughs> completely sidetracked there. But yeah, the last album Pantera did with the first thing, Ryan the Night. Uh, a lot of that stuff on there, there's some pretty quality songs. I mean, it's it's more in the tune of early Van Halen still, R- slash right. early yeah. Motley Crue, but that's when they really started getting heavier. Yeah. And uh, Diamond's in her dime bag, I guess I should say. Since I saw his name as Diamond Daryl first on mm-hmm. Power Metal, that's yep. just how I always think of him. But, you know, him and Vinnie Paul, they 
they were really honing their songwriting skills, which is why I think I was so disappointed by what they did later, because they just blew me away with power. Yeah. And the fact that Bill can sing similar to Halford, mm-hmm. and he chose to do what he did. Yeah. I know, he yeah, has such... Maybe he'll get it by a bus. <laughs> he did have such a great voice back in the day, especially those first two albums that he did with them. I understand why he stopped doing it, you know, because everybody was kind of doing it at the time, so he they kind of needed to change it up. They needed to do something different, but he still could have used it here and there. Did you freeze on me? Oh, no, he froze. I'm all alone. He's gone. Now, he's having terrible weather where he is, and uh, his Wi-Fi connection is bad. Oh, there you are. You're back. Oh, with no sound. <laughs> no sound? Oh, there you go. We got you. Okay. <laughs> what were you saying now? Because you're froze. I was just saying it's a shame he squandered his voice on something like that. I mean, like you were saying, I understand why he did it. But mm. Just doesn't seem like a good decision. No. Well, he also probably... Especially the way he is now, he couldn't handle doing that stuff anymore. Oh, I'm sure. That's, um... What? I can't, I can't... I'm I'm trying to remember who changed the... They were fairly popular, but they changed the vocal style a little bit. Oh, (laughs) tons of bands did that. Yeah, a lot of people do that. (laughs) You know, Dickinson can't sing the same as he did back in the day. No, but he still does a good job, you know, I think so. Oh, yeah. He's able to, uh, especially after he got uh, his cancer uh, thing taken care of. You know, he's still lucky he can sing, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, I would still love to go see them when they come through again. I mean, I've seen Maiden quite a few times. Mm. That was my first concert. When they did um, the Ed Hunter tour. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yep. And uh, Nick go through the stick out. My friend was standing right next to me. He puts his hand out, and it went right into his hand. I put my hand out, too, and of course, he's the one that grabbed it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but a few years ago, he actually gave me the stick. He's like, here, I know you, you want this more than, than I want it. and I know you'll take care of it, so he gave it to me. You know what, though? The most important part is you can just relax, because it's not like it was Clyde Burr. I like Nico better. Really? Yeah. Why? He just uh, he just can do so many things. He can play... One thing is he can play the double bass on one foot. How many other drummers can do that? Okay. <laughs> and yeah. sec- secondly, his drum set was triple the size of Clyde Burr's. And he's just, uh, he just, he can do so, just so many more things than Clyde Bird did. Clyde Bird was just like, kind of like a rock drummer almost, or a punk drummer. No, Clive yeah. was much more than a punk drummer. Uh, even though Nico might be more technically proficient, Clive's playing on Killers is more interesting than anything Nico ever recorded with them to me. But, I mean, he's got the power, he's got the feel. I mean, I like yeah, he fits with that earlier stuff, but do I think he would have lasted with Maiden this whole time? No, he wouldn't. It wouldn't sound the same. I don't think. I don't think he would have been able to do something like Seventh Son. No, not at all. He can maybe do the the, the later stuff, like the stuff they're doing now, because it's a little bit more you know progressive. Yeah. But but he couldn't do that middle era of Iron Maiden at all. No way. Oh, I bet you he could have done Where Eagles Dare ten times better than Nick did. On that note, good night. No. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have. I mean, if, if think about that opening drum riff and just how tame Nico plays it, and then think about how Clive would just be tearing the house down on Innocent Exile, just... And... You know, he could have done Where Eagles Dare ten times harder and heavier and better, I think. I don't know. 
Actually, that, we, we listened to a Maiden album too the other day, and, and somebody, the guy did ask me about uh, if I like Clive Burr or Nico better. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a. I always think it's an interesting question, but uh, it's, it's it's funny though because I've seen a Nico interview before, and I think he actually said he thought Clive was the best drummer. Really? Yeah, they're two totally different styles, you know. Oh, completely. No, they don't play it like at all. I mean, I can see Nico gets very re- repetitive a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. To me, he's just—he's what made me really like Maiden. You know, just all the dr- crazy drum shit he would do, especially live. Uh, live, he—he completely different than he is on the studio albums, especially the newer stuff. They—they they got him so tamed on the studio albums now. It's—it's it's not even funny. You know, it's funny, because there's a few people I've talked to, and they say Book of Souls is their favorite Maiden album oh, ever, God. which, wish I'd get a hold of that weed, but oh. I just, I don't hear it, no, and the big I don't part either. of it is what you're saying, not just Nico, but everybody sounds everybody. so do. Yep. It's, and I mean, I get people lose it or change their sound with age, but I don't know. It's, uh, they're almost lazy. I don't think it's laziness. It's just, um, what's his name? Uh, he doesn't want to do, like, the, the, the traditional, uh, galloping songs anymore. Uh, what the hell's his name? Adrian. <clears throat> My voice is cracking. Well, that doesn't 100% surprise me. I mean, you remember he went off and did the Adrian Smith project. I never and, heard um, it. <clears throat> But I just wish he wouldn't force that on them because I miss. Have you heard uh, the singles, the B sides to Somewhere in Time, That Girl, Juanita, Sheriff of Huddersfield? Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are all songs that uh, originally either ended up on the Adrian Smith Project album or him and Neko did as a band called The Entire Population Pack. Oh, really? So, um. Re- Reach Out is actually probably the closest to what his solo album sounds like. Hmm. I'll have to check it out because I really like Reach Out. Yeah, me too. And um, I like the way he sings Juanita a mm. lot better than Bruce. Mm. I mean, um, I don't hate Bruce singing it, but he sounds kind of awkward on that track. Yeah. I'll have to give it a listen because I actually never heard any of uh, Adrian's stuff. Um, I only have the first one, but I'll send it to you. Yeah, send it to me. Good stuff, because I I think it's been out of print since, like, the early 90s. Wow. (laughs) Interesting. Never even, actually never even gave it a thought to listen to his stuff. The only thing I've heard him when he was out of Maiden was when he um, teamed with Michael Kiske on, on Mm -hmm. on his first solo album. That's the only thing I've ever heard him do. And then actually he went with um, Bruce for a little while. That's why they got back with Maiden. Yeah, he was Captain Millionaire, I think, maybe. No, he didn't get with Bruce until um, Accident of Birth, I think. Okay. I was going to say that at first, but I couldn't remember which one came Mm -hmm. first. I'm surprised I remembered it myself. (laughs) (laughs) I never cared too much for Bruce's solo. Really? Skunk Works is really good, and actually Balls to Picasso is really good, too. It's just there's some throwaway songs on there, but uh, he got better when he when he got uh, Adrian, I think. You froze again. God. But yeah, Accident of Birth is where Bruce really yeah. got started. You, yeah, you're back now. What do you yeah. say? Um, I, I can't remember shit about his solo albums, really, other than that I didn't like them. <laughs> He didn't like them. Well, I mean, I'm crazy about them. I guess there's some good stuff on them. Again, I haven't listened to it in years. wasn't something it, I would. If you're looking for it to sound like Maiden, it doesn't. So I can see why some people are disappointed. I wasn't looking for it to sound like Maiden. What bothers me most about the stuff that he does outside of Maiden is his voice never really seems to fit it like People ask me all the time, they're like, oh, you love the new wave of British heavy metal so much, how come you don't like Samson? And it's like, honestly, a big part of it is Bruce's vocals in there. He just doesn't sound that great with it. Yeah. That's like when uh, when Michael Kiske, he left Halloween, and he did all his solo stuff, and it was very, like, acoustic. It wasn't anything like Halloween at all. 
And um, mm. I didn't think his vocals fit with that stuff either. Like, it just didn't make any sense to me. He had, he needed to change his vocal style completely to make it work, and he just didn't. He just sang like how he sang, and it just it never worked. I could see that not working. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad he uh, finally came to when now he's back with Halloween. Now I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Gotta love Halloween. Oh, I do. You can see the little pumpkin back there on my... See it? Halloween pumpkin. Ah, yes, I do. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw it. It was uh, on sale on eBay. Somebody was selling it. It's a little blow-up pumpkin. I think it's from one of the tours. Yeah, neat. So. Um, I still have an inflatable toilet from Louis too. <laughs> Which, can you name who did the theme song for that movie and what it was? Um, I know it wasn't Cindy Lauper. Because that was the first one, right? That's the Goonies. I'm talking about What'd you the say? Ghoulie. What? Ghoulie. Ghoulie? Ghoulies. Oh, i never seen the Ghoulies. I have no idea what that is. you never seen the Ghoulies? The little demons that pop up out of the toilet and shit? No, no, no. Anyway. That, that's why I guess I guess your toilet song. thing didn't went right over my head. Because I was like, I don't remember nothing about a toilet in the Goonies. Yeah, no. That's a <laughs> Ghoulies. <laughs> Now I got you. <laughs> but, um, Wasp did Wasp, the song. Wasp, oh, okay. And it was called Scream Until You Like It. Nice. Didn't know that. But, uh, Blackie Lawless was actually also in one of uh, Charles Band's earlier movies, too. Really? Uh, the Dungeon Master. Hmm. Yeah. Never saw that either. Never even heard of it. Well... I assume you didn't spend nearly as much time watching crappy movies as I did. Not really. I'm not a movie guy. I that really one I saw it out because it had Blackie in it, but it's not that great of a flick. Mm. It's very rare. Uh, talking about musicians and movies, there's a um, a new movie. I guess it's coming on Netflix because they're trying to get the um, I guess a license or whatever to show it because James Hetfield is going to be in it. I guess. No joy. Yeah, he plays a sheriff or something in the movie. Who, who's he taking down? The kid that started Napster. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't. I didn't read the whole thing. But, Although what what movie was Lars in that I thought was oh oh the, the uh, Greek. yeah I wanted to watch it. Was that any any good? Oh, that movie's hilarious. I Is can't it? believe you've never seen that. Yeah. I wanted to. I was going to watch it one night, and I just didn't. I watched something else. I think I, it's on Showtime right now, on demand. We don't need Showtime. We can get movies anyway. <laughs> no, you need Showtime. The kid doesn't need any more toys. <laughs> the kid? What? I No, I, we have the um, fire stick thing. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah, I still haven't really looked into getting that. I, I like my cable. Yeah, but you can... Uh, I don't want to say it over YouTube, but you can get it free. Let's <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me know. Thank you. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, um, you know, piece of news um, that I saw earlier. I don't know how much uh, you care about these guys. I personally can't stand them, really. But um, Corn. Oh yeah, uh, no. I used to. Uh, you used to like them. Mm. Their uh, original drummer is uh, pulling his bullshit again with royalties. Yeah, so I saw that. Up in arms. Which is understandable because they made the agreement to. He got his money and that was it. But I guess now his he's fighting for songs that are on some websites or something. Or downloads or something he's fighting about. Something like that. It's the same type of shit Vinnie Vincent tried to do a few years back. Mm. But, you know, I think a big thing... Well, Vinnie Vincent was broke and he's got problems. We could do a three-part special on that, but... Yeah. You know, I don't think these guys understand that um, when they sign these contracts and these buyout clauses and take that check, it doesn't just refer to selling 
physical copies of these albums. It right. encompasses everything. Yeah. Which, admittedly, I suppose is kind of fucked up. Mm. But it makes sense, I think, from the business and band perspective. And I, I really don't think the guy has anything to complain about. I wonder, though, when he left, was the downloading thing, like, really popular back then? Because I don't, I don't remember when he left. I have no idea. Because um, I wonder if that's... Uh... The biggest the biggest thing I remember about Korn is they were on an episode of South Park, one of the Halloween episodes that was set up like Scooby-Doo, and uh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> and the uh, best part about that is, you know, they're going to try to scare the fifth graders, so they go dig up Kyle's dead grandma, and they're like, well, how are we going to make her scary? And Cartman's like, what's wrong with you? Stick, <laughs> shove a stick up her ass and work her like a puppet. Rah, scary grandma, rah. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that. Oh, it's uh, in season three, it's called Corn's Groovy Ghost Pirate Mystery. You'll have to look it up and send it to me, because I'll, I'll forget. Indeed, I will. Yeah, That's it. That. But I listened to them, I think it was like the third album, and then uh, I got into them for a little while, and then I just had enough. Um, so my buddy played me that song, because he was reeling in like Corn and Marilyn Manson and Slipknot, who I've always hated. I never understood how that got popular to begin with. Me neither. But, um, what he played me, uh, Adidas, which I guess is on their second album, and... Mm. I liked it a lot at first, but didn't hold up on repeated listening. So yeah. I just, I don't care for them. No. And, you know, I, I, I think it's kind of funny. Well, I think a big part of people going back and being like, oh, Newmetal, there's, there's something to be said here. This music actually better. It's part of that nostalgia factor, you know, or not necessarily nostalgia, but uh, people that weren't there at the time going back and digging it up and mm. being like, oh, this is really cool it's a shame it's obscure no some things were left obscure for a reason yeah definitely not that new metal was obscure but you know I mean do we really need to remember Fred Durst not really not at all which I'm surprised they're actually still around get them they're still around still around still still touring actually um, you know who the insane clown posse is right yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I do. <laughs> Another thing I was into at one point in my life. But uh, Shaggy 2 Dope got into a fight with Fred Durst on stage. Really? Yeah, he uh, Shaggy 2 Dope tried to uh, drop kick him while he was uh, singing in the middle of his concert. <laughs> That's big shit. That happened a couple um, months ago. I actually did like the ICP's one album, The Great Malenko, yes. when I first heard it. Because I thought it was, that one in Robox, I think, I thought it was pretty entertaining and different at the time. Uh, I don't like it now, and now I think, like, what the hell is I think? Yeah, yeah. But, um, I tried to go see them live, and most of the show was just improvised, shagging, saying shit, oh. because Violent J, he'd come out for five minutes and say a couple things. And you'd see him run off to the side of the stage and he'd be sitting behind this curtain fucking smoking crack. And then sometimes he'd come back out on stage and he'd just stand there and be like... (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, too bad for Violent C there. Uh, (laughs) Terrible, terrible concert. Violent J. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I was using the C because of the crack. Okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Um... Did you get doused with Fago? No, no, no. I, uh, too I high up. That was the part of the. I knew that was a part of the show, and I made sure I stayed back. Yeah, that's like when I went to see Guar. Did you ever see Guar when uh, they were when Brocky was still in the band? Oh yeah. Yeah, they played um, not too far from here, from where I live, and uh, I knew to stay back because I was not getting drenched with whatever they shoot out. We specifically were. Help you froze again. I'll come back. Come on, please, come back. Uh, it's got the worst Wi-Fi ever. 
I'm not editing any of this. I'm just. It looks like he's trying to kiss me so on the screen here. Hold on. You're. You went. You went blank there for a minute. Is it back yet? You're back. What'd you say now? You made. You made a face, and it looked okay. like you were trying to kiss me. <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. I mean, you know, I'm married, Greg. Everything. The nameless guy. It's just a total eclipse to the heart. Man. The name was Ghouls. I'm. I'm an official member. Really? No. I just had oh. to buy the shirt. Um, shit, I can't... Oh, war. Yeah. We uh, we all wore shit that could get destroyed because we knew what was going to happen. What we weren't expecting was how it destroyed the inside of my buddy's car. Oh, God. That's <laughs> like... During the ride home. They actually sold, um, and they probably, I'm sure they still do it, they sell white t-shirts. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know, yeah. And then when you get sprayed, the design actually comes out with the, uh, the you know, the, the blood and everything. Because my buddy bought one, and uh, yeah, he got drenched. He, I, I made him put a towel down. I said, "Do not sit on my seat without putting something down first. He was just fucking drenched. <laughs> it was, it was a cool show though. It was fun. And then I think Dave Brockie got the, uh, the guy who owned the, uh, the, the club. He got him pissed off because he told him, "Don't." Don't do nothing to the monitors. And of course, what does Dave Rocky do? He shoots all the monitors and gets them all wet. Oh, yeah. I'd do the same thing. I mean, that's like, um, what, what the hell was it? In uh, that documentary about G.G. Allen, Hated. Yeah. You know, and then they're filming the whole lead up to it, and then this promoter's standing there, like, telling him all this shit he can't do, and... Yeah. Don't do this and don't do that. And definitely, definitely do not assault the audience. I'm like, this guy has no idea who he's talking to, does he? And then they start the show. They play like five seconds of a song. Gigi finds a steel chair and just whips it at a kid in the front. They stop the show. <laughs> oh, my God. That guy was crazy. Oh, yeah. He, he was insane. Um, I will say, though, with his attitude and all that, I would call him a, a real, true rock and roller. Yeah. He lived a lifestyle. Definitely. Not too many yeah. people can say that, you know. But nope. he lived it. He was a real punk guy. I never got into him. I know who he is. I, I've heard some of his songs. I never got into it too much. I probably should, because, you know, he's you know pretty well known, I guess. Some of the stuff's good. Some of the stuff is really, really terrible. Mm. Um, I can give you recommendations and a list because there's a lot of stuff that people are hardcore GG fans and they just love. Like, there's this one album where it's acoustic and it's just him playing an acoustic guitar, but it's just him sitting in a room fucked up on heroin. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it art. Yeah. And I mean, I like stuff the guy does, but that. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, I'll have to I'll get some of his stuff at some point. No rush, not yeah. like he's not like he's gonna put anything new out. No. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I have seen uh, his brother Merle out with uh, the remnants of the murder junkies a few times. Oh yeah. That was pretty cool. They always put on a good show, but um, Gigi's music was really about Gigi and, you know, the charisma he brought to it. Even on the recorded tracks, there's just something missing mm -hmm. without him there. Yeah. But, uh, it just goes from being something insane to being kind of mediocre punk rock. Yeah, you can't do his stuff without him. No. He was the show. Yeah, I mean, the tribute's cool and all that, and it's cool to see some of the songs live. But, but you, you you can't get away with doing the stuff that he did now. Oh, you could never go out and throw shit at people no, now. Not at all. He'd be I mean, hell, just, I mean, you know, he went to jail a few times and all that, but him grabbing a chick's head from the stage and rubbing it in his crotch now, he'd be <laughs> in federal prison for... Some kind of sexual assault, hate crime, or something weird, which, I mean, he'd probably deserve it, yeah, uh, but yeah. <laughs> case in point being, you couldn't get away with it now. <laughs> no, not at all. Not This is not the time. Nope, and uh, 
I think with that, maybe we should end it. <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds like a good ending to me. Well, maybe uh, next week Troy will not be working and he'll join us. Indeed. And man, what a weird show. We start off with Duran Duran and end with G.D. Allen. That's how, that's, that's how eclectic we are in our, uh, you know, music listening. Which is cool. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's not all about heavy metal guys, okay? You gotta listen to other stuff too. So, I know metal is, you know, the best, but there's also other things out there that are good. Yes, yes, there is. What is uh, broad? uh, Broad your horizons. Is that the right saying? Yeah, broaden your horizons. That's what I meant. Yeah, you know what I meant. All right. So next week we'll uh, we'll try to do the uh, sacral rage that we were supposed to do today. Sacral rage album. We'll do that next week if Troy's back. And uh, we'll see what else is going on. I think Troy wants to do some kind of new uh, segment, too, about book. No, not about uh, movies. Movies? Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. See if he has anything. That could be interesting. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So I guess until then, we will see you all next week. Adios.